enterprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my team. Welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. I'm so excited for today's show. So excited. We're welcoming Natasha to the podcast. This is someone whose energy and enthusiasm is just so infectious. I just, I love following her running journey over on Instagram. She is kind of newer to the running scene than most people who are on the show, right? She's been running for a couple of years, two or three years. Um, But her energy and love for it is just awesome. It is so awesome. Not only for her, her own running journey and what she's up to, uh, but everyone else. She is someone who just loves spreading it all around and it's really enjoyable to witness. And I couldn't wait to get her on the show. It was just, um, this conversation, she, she brought it. She was so energetic in this one too. And it was, uh, Hey, this is why I do this show. Talk to people like this. I'm just so excited. Um, so I don't want to waste your time. Let's just get into it. Here's my podcast with Natasha. Hello, Natasha, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to chat with you. I I asked you to be on the show a little while ago, and little did I know that you are close with a, a past, or I shouldn't say past guest, a recent guest. Katie Ray was on the show. I didn't realize that you guys knew each other. It was so funny to be like, <laughs> I interviewed her. And then like I go on Instagram, which I'm on Instagram all the time. And all of a sudden I see a video that you put out. Katie's in it. I'm like, this is so funny. Like it all is kind of coming together. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a little bit of a small world when she told me she was going to be interviewing with you. Um, and then she said, hey, I saw that you're going you're gonna to have a, be on the podcast with Matt. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you because you're someone who you do such a great job of documenting kind of your progress as a runner. And while we've had people on this show like Katie, who's been running for a long time, is doing all this crazy and cool stuff. And it's so funny. It's so fun and enjoyable to kind of track the journey, see the ups and downs and how far it's gone. And oftentimes I talk to folks who are in a similar spot in their running life and, you know, what their times are or their PRs are, are not the important thing. It's like, hey, tell me about things that you've learned along the way because you've done all this cool stuff. I also enjoy talking to folks like yourself who are a little bit earlier in the process, right? Who are figuring it out, who've now come and had this love of running, are super pumped about like, hey, where is this going to take me? I'm doing all this stuff. I'm learning all these things. And that sort of stuff is really enjoyable to see. And you do such a great job of showcasing it. I guess a lot of people have been in that spot before of like, hey, I'm trying something new. What about that process was something that you wanted to not only go through, but to document in such an energetic way? Yeah, you know, I think um, my my running journey is kind of a, I, I would explain it as I, okay, this is what I'm going to probably get right ramble, but um, so for me, I used to be pretty involved in sports. Um, Growing up, I came from doing tennis and swimming. It was uh, having an athletic background was just part of my identity, uh, you know, on top of school and grades and a lot of pressure um, from family to do really well in school. And I felt like, you know, after that, you you kind of keep going with the rhythm of life. You go on to, to high school and college and, 
kind of keep building your own um, self kind of portfolio journey with um, your career and building a family and all that. And um, athleticism or sports in general fell on the wayside for me. I didn't really make time for it after we started having kids. And I had my, I, I remember having, getting pregnant and finding out how much my life was going to change in 2013. And um, I had my first daughter in 2014 and I knew early on that I was, I wanted to have both two children and I wanted to have them close in age because my sister and I grew up almost a decade apart. So I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is going to be a big change for me. And in the meantime, I'm going to focus on trying to figure out how to be a mother. <laughs> um, and you know, it, I, didn't realize how much I had changed after having kids. Um, I wanted to try to keep a little bit of my own uh, needs and, and just goals in mind, but it was so hard to do, you know, trying to figure out how to take care of a child and breastfeeding and the lack of sleep was really hard. So I would fit it in there a little bit, you know, try to do a little bit of yoga videos and go to the gym here and there. But the passion, the feeling just wasn't there. Um, by the time I had my second child, I surprisingly was hit with a heavy dose of postpartum depression. I didn't, I didn't experience it the first time because I was just so lost in the new chapter of what am I doing? I have a, I'm barely getting any sleep. I've put my career on the back burner. I'm trying to figure out, you know, when am I going to go back to work? Am I going to go back to work? There's so many multifaceted components that kind of go into it. Um, when I had my second child, it was more of like, oh my gosh, I just need to get by with a two and a half year old and a newborn baby. And my husband at the time, we um, had made a cross country move and he was working about 50 to 60 hours a week. And I was pretty much on my own um, trying to juggle that. And I one, you know, one random day about it was about a year later, um, I had already been um, talking to a counselor uh, for a little bit of time, identifying why what is it that makes me so unhappy? You know, I'm happy to be a mother, but something's just missing. And I knew it was something in terms of giving back to my wellness, um, not just making time for myself, not just having that cup of coffee or an hour to watch Netflix. It, it was more than that. It was um, a sense of feeling good in, in my body um, and in my mind. So one day in January, it was January 3rd, 2019, I will never forget. I threw away the remaining bottles of New Year's Eve after we had some friends. And I decided, you know, I really it's time. It's time that I refocus on my wellness. I I don't really feel good in my body. I know everybody has their standards on, on what's image perfect, what makes you feel good. Just do what matters to you, to everyone their own. And for me, I decided to, to just do it. So I thought, okay, I could either get back in swimming or tennis. I thought, oh, that's so hard to do because I would usually I need a, someone to play with for tennis or swimming the commute, the time, uh, all of that can can take a bit of uh, of organizing and planning, especially around two young kids. So um, I made it a point to start really slow uh, with running. I said, you know, I've always hated running. I why not why not do running? Um, 
I had heard that some I've always were- I've always hated this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, okay, so I'm going to want the ultimate challenge of trying to lose a little bit of weight. Um, and for me, it was really making a habit. I thought it would be easier to make a habit out of running, just putting on some shoes, getting out the door, rather than trekking to the gym, putting on the swimsuit or, you know, finding a tennis partner. So um, when my husband actually works uh, remotely at the time before COVID every two weeks, so when he would be home working from home, that's when I would organize, okay, I'm going to run between preschool and, uh, you know, his next meeting. And I'll make a time to go just for half an hour. Let me just get started with that. <laughs> and the, the, I think for me, what, what truly got me hooked, um, was I am very much a numbers person. <laughs> um, I knew that in order for me to create a habit, I would have to not only track it on my phone, but really see the the results. So I went on Google, good old Google, and I printed out one of those printable um, calendars that you can find for free, like January, March, you know, whatever. And I pasted it on the bathroom door, uh, like specifically next to the shower. So every time I would brush my teeth or take a shower, I would see it there and I would write on there, okay, two miles, January 3rd, three miles, January 7th. I didn't focus on the pace, but seeing it on there and for me to pencil it in really just puts that realism there that, hey, I did it. And I would put a check mark. Um, I didn't even plan it out at first. I would just go as, you know, as it came. And then by the end of the month, my goal had been to run 30 miles and I ended up running 50 miles. And I was just blown away because I, I, I just absolutely hated running before. And uh, it was like a method for me to get started, to get hooked on a habit um, that I knew was good for my body and just give me that sense of freedom, especially outside. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for sharing all of that. I know, especially when it comes to like talking about postpartum depression or just like the, the feeling of like, I have to do this alone when it comes to raising two youngsters, even when you are in a partnership, like you have a husband there who's working crazy hours and the feeling of being alone in, in those sorts of responsibilities is tough. And I know it can be hard to even say that out loud for some people. So I appreciate you, you saying that. And I know it's something that so many people go through when you were going through that original, like, Hey, I got 50 miles this month. The goal was 30. What, what, what for you, what was the, the bigger driver of wanting to continue? Was it the feeling that all of a sudden you did have that um, oneness with your body that you mentioned before, or was it the sense of accomplishment of, Hey, I wanted to do this thing for myself and I was able to do it. Or were they kind of like mutually attractive in terms of how, how they kept you uh, involved with it? Um, I would say for me, it was definitely a sense of accomplishment. There was, first off, there was the idea that I was taking up the sport that I had never really pursued. I had done a couple of 5Ks years ago with friends and just felt miserable breathing heavily at like a 14 minute mile pace, you know? Um, and there was also this, this joy of, you know, I took an, I took an hour today to go running, not think about the the pace or even the weather because I had started in winter and I'm in the Pacific Northwest. It rains six months of the year. 
So there was that sense of I got out the door, it's raining outside. And I, I just I was going to do three miles and I did four. And um, it, for, for me, it was especially that I had gotten so lost with, OK, I, I, I'm going to give so much to my kids and, you know, between um, laundry and the dishes. And uh, like I said, I, I was kind of in between careers and, and actually have been for some point. I for some time, I, I was fortunate enough to work part time. So um, there was the sense of, OK, I still kind of don't know if I'm going to go back to work full time. Should I? this pressure of, okay, should I just focus on the kids? I, I just, I, I just didn't know how to feel a, a sense of, of, I don't know, um, stability or purpose or something really rewarding because nobody pats you on the back and says, you did a great job changing the diapers today. Like there's no, you know, it's just a different feeling than you would in a workplace. So I wasn't working anymore and or barely working and there wasn't that validation that kind of um appreciation um and so i i needed to to find a way to feel that for myself and i found that with running the the mileage the the tracking i was like wow i did that for myself and um looking back i knew i had my first time i ran it was like a 12 minute mile or 13 minute mile up until just recently breaking through an 8:34 minute mile for a 3 for for 5k so it's it's just extremely rewarding it felt like i finally gave back to myself after giving so much to my to my children at the time when it's especially those newborn and toddler days are so demanding you just put yourself in the back you're like i'll get i'll get to me later i'll get to me later and so that joy of just being able to cut out some time and um, start something, but then meeting that goal, it was just mind blowing to me. Thank you for sharing that. I know so many people who feel the same way, including me, right? There are many times where, you know, you know, you're, you spend an inordinate amount of time with your children and like, yeah, like I'm, I'm glad I had kids, of course, but at the same time, you're like, I need more. Right. There's got to be more than this um, for me personally. And I can see the craving of the validation and a self self appreciation. Like, as you mentioned, like, hey, no one's going to be like, man, you did such a good job cleaning those glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like a fantastic job loading the dishwasher, Maddie. Great job. Yeah. Keep it up. Um, so you have that. You have that. Do you think that that was even intensified? Because of your original discomfort with running, right? You mentioned before, like you weren't a big fan of it. All of a sudden, not only were you doing this thing for yourself and you were doing things with your body and you were building up and building up, which is all awesome stuff. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, I'm getting back to something. Maybe I can get back to my previous level. Like this was a whole new endeavor and an endeavor that you really hadn't even enjoyed prior to this. Yeah, definitely. I feel like since running had never been something I'd considered, um, it it really took me by surprise how much not only did I feel like, hey, I think I might be good at this, or I think I might get a little hooked on it. Um, but I also just felt like, oh my gosh, what if this takes me further? Um, what if I, what if it enriches me beyond 
because initially I wanted to do it because I wanted to lose some weight. Um, and I thought, what if you never know? What if um, I actually do lose a, a few pounds and I also get this momentum of, of, of just getting really hooked on it where I, I need it? And I thought, oh, that's so silly. You know, um, my husband actually comes from running. He had done several half marathons and uh, I think one or two full marathons. And I remember being there for him, um, waiting at the finish line and thinking, I could never do that. Like, that just who runs like who runs for fun? <laughs> I was thinking, how do you do that? And I remember him explaining to me, you know, what's funny. It's like, I, I thought the same thing. And then one day I signed up for a race and the people, the adrenaline. Oh, that's another thing we have to talk about. Oh my God. Running with people. Um, he was like, I just never thought I would do another half again. And I did, you know, three more after that. So I thought that seems really cool. I want to, I want to, I want that. So I, I thought of that while I started to, <laughs> to start running. Um, but it definitely, yeah, there was definitely a greater sense of, I don't know this sport. Let me dive into it. And it's continually a learning journey. There's so much I don't know about it. And I love that on Instagram, I've connected with so many people so quickly. It kind of blows my mind um, of how supportive everyone has been and giving, you know, tips and finding advice from so many that it's really helped with my my running game being such a new runner, um, you know. <laughs> Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I heard other podcasters who were really into performance and athletics, people like Rich Roll and Tim Ferriss, who used it all the time. And I thought, hey, man, if they're going to use it, then I should too. And I'm so glad that I did. So what's in the stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all to help you start your day the right way. The special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, literally all the things. I mean, there's too many things for me to list. I actually have to like take a pause during the sentence, uh, but it's, it's legit and I'm so glad that I use it. I use it basically because I know that Getting my vitamins and minerals from from foods is probably the best way to do it. But I usually just don't have the kind of diet and make the kind of food choices that's going to put myself in the optimum position. And that's why I take Athletic Greens to make sure that I have everything I need because I know I'm probably not getting it from foods because I just don't quite have the, the discipline or the food choices that I need. And Athletic Greens is there to help me out. And I'm so glad that they are. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash rambling runner. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash rambling runner to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Hey, everybody, do you want to save money on your grocery bill? Well, every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. Try America's Best Value Meal Kit for planning dinners today. I love every plate for a couple of different reasons. First of all, I just love having things in my kitchen, especially in my refrigerator, that 
isn't the same old thing that I do every single week. Also, getting things that aren't too adventurous that my kids are definitely going to eat. Obviously, you're never going to beat that a thousand with that. But with every plate, my kids have really enjoyed it. And I like the food as well. And it's just not the same stuff every single week, which can get tiring. So you can choose between 17 recipes that change each week, swap proteins and sides for things that you like, so you can switch up your dinner routine however you want. And that's the key thing. It's however you want. There's so many options, and it's all great stuff, which is also huge. For me, the difference between this and some of the other uh, services in this genre are, first of all, the price. It's absolutely fantastic. We'll get to it in a second. The kinds of meals that are provided, that they're really good, but not too adventurous, have also been a huge thing for me. And now I've been using these more often now that groceries have kind of gone up and the price for every plate has pretty much stayed the same. So try every plate today. It's $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code RAMBLINGRUNNER179. That stands for $1.79 per meal. So get started with every plate, like I said, for $1.79 per meal by going to every plate plate.com entering code rambling runner 179 today that's up to a hundred and four dollar value so let's talk about the social aspects of running for you running with people did that manifest itself in you signing up for a race or did you join a local running group when when did that start um you know when did running with other people sort of and uh <laughs> enter the world for you well, running with other people hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, like I said, I had to be really flexible when I started running because I started in January 2019. It was winter. It was dreary. It was rainy. I would even do it at the gym. Um, and I remember by that summer, the weather had gotten better. And I, I just moved to this area in 2018. So I'm still figuring out, you know, how hot does it get? Does it get humid and all that stuff? And so I signed up for a 10K out of the blue in June um, with a friend. And it had to be the most humid day possible in the Northwest. Um, and... I had not done a race since started since starting running uh, just a few months prior, and I was just so excited to stand at the the starting line. I thought, oh, this is what people do, you know, and um, that momentum and and just the adrenaline of ra of racing was so new to me because I'd never really done that before. So I thought, oh, okay, I don't even know how to pace myself, and here I am, like with my notes in my brain from having gotten started just not long ago, and. Um, th that was my first race where I ran with people. And I, the irony is it is the last time I ran with people because after that, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, what happened after that? I just continued running, but I, um, I had hurt my knee uh, that summer. So I was just kind of going as I went and I thought, okay, I have a, I had made myself a 500 mile goal in 2019. I thought, ah. Oh, I'm injured. I will see if I get it. And then by the time October hit, I was at 617 miles and I was like blown away. I was like, yeah. So for 2019, my goal was 500 miles and I hit 617. Just, I mean, it was technically, but, but 617 by the end of the year, but I hit the goal in October and um, yeah, <laughs> it's just great. And then, and then COVID happened. So there you go. Yes. Right. Then COVID happened. Goodbye. Goodbye races. 
Um, so you had that one race experience, got a little knee injury. Was it did it turn out to be a, a big thing the knee injury, or did it pass fairly quickly? Oh, it passed on. Yeah, it was kind of like a little muscle strain. Um, just. I think it was I, I I pushed myself very hard on that 10k because it was my first race and I thought okay I can do this and it was pretty flat and I'm used to running trails and this one was pavement so I was like full force <laughs> here we go right right for sure all right so COVID hits everything's canceled um, yet you your running wasn't canceled seems like you kept it up so. When you had that first taste of a race, you had the adrenaline pumping, you're totally into it. All of a sudden, that gets taken away. All right, now it goes back to like, okay, you're going to be doing this solo again. Did that affect your motivation at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly because everything around me changed. You know, my, my, my kids were not in school. You know, the whole pandemic thing, everything was closed. There were... Um, I could no longer go to the gym, which was something I had picked up along the way. I was actually weightlifting three to four times a week in 2019. Um, and I had to let that go. And I noticed after, after I had stopped weightlifting last year, that's when some of, uh, my struggles with my joints and, and just the overall strength and force of my body was changing. But at that point, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to keep running. And again, I was so focused on a mileage goal, but I thought that's when it started to change into a much deeper, okay, this is hard right now. Um, my husband's home, thank goodness. But I, I, I want to still make the time because I'm virtual. I'm teaching my kids virtually. I, I've never been a homeschool teacher. I praise teachers because they have the patience I do not have. And, oh, my goodness, that was incredibly hard. So running for me went from, okay, let's try it out. Let's, let's, uh, I've lost a, a little bit of weight now and I'm feeling good about myself to now it's like, oh, my gosh, if I don't go running, I will lose my mind and I will have a glass of wine by 2.30 or 3 or maybe sooner. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's so hard because I was in that same boat. I was in that same boat completely. I had, I had two kids at home. My wife, you know, she's a teacher. So she's like up in our, our bedroom virtually teaching her class. Well, I'm downstairs with our kids, like oh my helping gosh. them. So it was like, it was so funny because it was like, ironically enough, like she'd be, she would have been much better served being in my shoes, right? Like helping <laughs> our kids out because like they had, those poor kids had me helping them. Um, but yeah, you do, you go through that and then, you know, the hard part is, and this is what I experienced a little bit too, was during that time was, it was just so tiring, right? Like the mm -hmm. emotional, the emotional and mental toll that, you know, that took in terms of like, you know, getting this, keeping them engaged with their Google classrooms and keeping them on task and trying to like manage our own, like, stress and how we're reacting to them or reacting too strongly to some of the things and the impatience oh, that can yeah. boil up. Like I found myself like two thirty, like exercising was like the last thing that I yes. wanted to do. It oh was more God. like, I, I just want to sit down like... and, and do nothing. I want nothing. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. It, it's funny because March hit and then I went from not having not having an agenda, my part-time job was caught, was cut. And so I, I just went to having no 
plan, no organization, which as most women can agree, it's like, oh my gosh, how do I survive? So as the school started to develop some kind of structure for the kids, for, for their reading, for their math, um, that's when I, I started to think, okay, maybe I can run a chunk of, you know, I got 20 minutes between these two Zoom calls. And then if I can get this, uh, maybe if I don't get to it, I'll finish it uh, before 12 um, during her PE video session or something. Like that. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I did it, but I somehow managed to squeeze in runs um, and on a, on a pretty regular basis, I, I had a, I wanted to run 800 miles last year and that stuck, that required me running at least 17 miles a week. It was like 16 or 17 miles a week. And I was really shocked at how I was able to make it happen between, you know, teaching math and especially for a first grader, um, the writing comprehension, you know, it's a big grade for them learning how to read and write. Um, and so I, yeah, it, it was nice to, to by, by, by August, I was starting to get a better rhythm of like, okay, this is the best time to go because by two thirty, three o'clock, like you said, I don't have a desire to, to get it done. Or if I go for a run by four 30, <laughs> My husband knows that it's like, oh, oh, she's going to blow. She needs to go. And I need to go make some mac and cheese for the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. No. I, so that the 800-mile goal, did that serve as like a beacon in like the haziness of like the wild and crazy life you had? Or were there points where it felt like it was just another obligation that you, that was kind of in your life that you needed to needed to to reach, and that it was kind of a stressful a stressful thing? Um, luckily, I think my brain was so ambitious about it because it was only my second year running, so I got like those new runner, you know, um, excitement vibes, and so. To me, I never really thought of it as like, oh my gosh, that's stressful. How am I gonna meet it? Um, I think, I, I think I was, I was very much still on a spectrum of, okay, I'm gonna make this work. I'm home all the time, um, and even if the miles are broken up, I, I, I had gone to this this place where it keeps me accountable. Tracking the miles, having a mileage goal keeps me accountable because I, I reminded myself, I was like, don't forget you hated running before and you're still trying to make sure it, it's, it's something you want to pursue. And at that point, you know, I, I had already lost almost 22 pounds from when I started running to last summer. So there was that motivation drive, like, Oh my gosh, I lost a baby weight. And, um, I, 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 I don't want to lose this, this fuel, this, this ambition. And so, um, like I said, because I'm a numbers person and nailing that 50 miles that first, that very first month and saying, okay, I'm going to hit 500. Then I hit 617 in 2019. And then I thought, okay, 800 in, in, uh, in 2020. Um, I, I think if I can do this, I'm going to, I, I'm just, I, it's, it's a thing. I'm going to be married to running. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. And, um, one thing I wanted to include was that summer um, I started that about that year. I started following more and more people with running. I was about a, a year into running 
And I started following more accounts, um, kind of regionally in, in the Northwest and kind of across the, the country. And um, I'll never forget, I had a couple of friends that were like, you know, you're really getting hooked on the running thing. You should start a running account. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's no way. Like, I'm not going to start a running Instagram. Like, who am I? I'm literally just a mom. Uh, like... <laughs> I come, I come from the nonprofit sector. I worked 10 years in that. I work part-time now. I do some property management, some graphic design. I'm all over the place while managing, you know, currently a six and a four-year-old. And a few of my friends said, you know, you've really motivated me to start running. I was like, really? And I just kept, uh, I, I kept pushing it off. Like, oh, that's, that's, are you sure? And then another friend and then another friend. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, maybe for fun, I'll do it. And and I also wanted to, I think I was driving my friends crazy. My normal friends crazy on my regular Instagram. Cause it became like, here's Natasha's, you know, trip to, you know, San Diego. And then here I ran eight miles, you know, and like, an hour and 20 minutes or so. And so then it became more running, more running. They're like, yeah, you should probably start running again. Well, let's talk about that because it's one of those things where, you know, some people like to do that for so many different reasons, right? There's the accountability part of it. It's like the delegating my running stuff to like my other account. So like my friends who don't care about running aren't like inundated with this stuff. They don't, they would prefer not to see. Um, And there's, there's so many different ways of doing it. It seems like one thing that you have been really just excellent at is this sense of community that you bring. And it's not like, Hey, everyone huddle around me. I'm going to go do some stuff. It's much more like you, you seems like you get a lot of joy out of being proactively supporting and encouraging other people through social media, which I think is kind of like the best use of it. Um, just tell me about like the, the motivation behind that, because I find it to be so enjoyable and to see like you connecting with so many people and, and having so much fun with it and really bringing this engaged, energetic spirit to it that um, I just think it's I think it's fantastic. And it's uh, I'd love to hear kind of how you how you think about it and approach it, because it seems like it really lifts up a lot of the people that you seem to be very friendly with. Thanks. Yeah. Um... I'm, I'm so happy that I took that step. Um, so basically, uh, after I, I, so basically in October, I decided, you know, okay, I'm going to start a running account because I, I've been pretty good about, uh, I guess blogging or journaling my runs. And I thought, okay, if I'm someone who started from basically no exercise after the age of 23, um, and I'm really trying to get back into it. And I've, I've, I've really just gotten really, in, um, sucked into self care and, um, making time for myself via running. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe someone else will enjoy that, you know, getting some motivation or inspiration if they're also at a cusp of, of, of giving back to themselves. Um, because I knew that I, I just kept remembering that was the biggest thing the biggest message for me was the whole, I'm going to give back to myself. I am, I, I, I can find an identity again in something I'm good at. That's that, like I told you, that's beyond 
you know, making packing lunches and supporting my husband and working a little part time on the needs of life. So um, late October, I finally create an account. I thought, okay, here we go. I'm just going to throw out some posts and mention who I am, where I'm from, kind of my story. And um, I, I, at first I, you know, what's funny. At first I thought, oh, I don't, I don't know if anybody will care. And I thought, uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't have a vibe for the Instagram running community at all. I had no idea how supportive and just how engaging it is um, and uplifting, especially. So I would I would post a couple of runs. Okay, I did I did three miles. I did five miles. And um, but what I've really enjoyed is I really I consider myself a pretty vulnerable and open person because of the journey I've been through, um, especially with some mental health hurdles uh, during the postpartum depression, and really a, a belief to to believe in myself again, to, to have faith, uh, in pursuing something and being, and enjoying it, being good at it's great, but really enjoying it, you know, is even better. So uh, uh, like four or five posts later, all of a sudden I have a, a bunch of followers and I thought, Oh my gosh, what's happening? You know? And, um, I, I was completely flabbergasted that by December I had in two months time, I had 2000 followers and I thought, oh my gosh, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I can be inspiring to, 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 to women, especially. I thought there's other mothers out there that went through what I did or they're in a turning point and they just need that push from someone ordinary, someone ordinary, just like me. I'm, you know, I, I'm not, uh, an expert, a full-blown athlete. I just want to enjoy my my life and my wellness. So um, I started because, and so then I I I got so excited connecting with all these moms, and I would get messages from women, you know, in Texas and New Hampshire and Miami saying, "Oh my gosh, uh, I've been following you for a couple of months," and. I, I I absolutely love your your energy, your enthusiasm. You're super dorky and open and honest about how hard it is to get out there between your Zoom calls, and then by 4 p.m. you're having a glass of Chardonnay and you're just like, whatever, it's life, you know, <laughs> and it's going. <laughs> um, but I I get so excited to uplift women and and men really just the whole running community because I feel like as they've encouraged me I love to encourage them too I I love um seeing the just that joy on people's faces and reading about when they've nailed a new PR or they did their first half marathon or you know they things like that. It's just so fueling to me. It gets me so excited. And I know because I, I feel like I've taken so much time and, and dedication to make it happen, to reach a happy place in my well-being now where I'm just, I, I really feel so much more confident with with myself and um, my body, my mind, that I want other women to feel that way because I know what it's like to be depressed and I know what it's like to shame your body. I know what it's like to feel little and I know that it's possible to get out of that. And do you think that knowing all of those things, and that's so well said, I love how you ended that, 
do you think that has led to the kind of empathy that brings you forward with all of this constant energy and support for others? Like, do you think that that is the foundation from which all of that springs? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I I think it's like a, a bit of a symbiotic relationship where you see people thrive and grow, um, in their running or fitness journeys. And you take a bit of that yourself and you think, okay, um, you know, I didn't feel like running today, but Melanie or Jessica or, you know, CJ, anyone you're following that, that they're like, they're sharing a same story that day. And you see, oh, they got out at 6 p.m. after throwing some dinner in the oven and between, you know, some other need that needs to get done. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go right now, just two miles, two miles. And then sharing that back, someone else sees that or reads that. And then they take that and think, oh my gosh, Natasha managed to get that done. And, and you know what? I, I didn't feel very good about myself. I, I just got a chance to sit down and I could turn on Netflix, but I'm going to put on my shoes and I'm going to go out the door and run two miles right now or on the treadmill. If someone has a treadmill and they could do it in the garage, um, just that's, that's the way to go, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love how you said that, like, all right, I'm going to get, I'll get in two miles. I love that because I think, and I have fallen into this trap. I know so many other people do as well, but especially if you have like a schedule, like a pre-planned schedule, like, all right, today is a, today I'm doing five, right? Even if you approach it with a positive mindset, like today I get to do five and you're, you know, approaching it with positivity. All of a sudden the schedule gets messed around. It's so easy to fall into the trap of like, all right, now I got what? I got 25 minutes. I can't run five miles. Okay, on to the next thing. Instead of being like, no, well, I can run two. So I'm going to go run two. And I think that it's like once we leave that kind of that beginner mindset, it's easy to lose sight of like something is more than zero. So let's do something. Even if it's not necessarily what you planned on, that doesn't mean that you have to get that you have to do zero. Again, if zero is the way it goes, that's the way it goes. I'm not going to put judgment on someone if they can't run. But it's so easy, I think, to be either I'm all in or I'm out in those circumstances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember at first thinking, um, again, towards the beginning of when I started uh, logging my runs on Instagram, I thought, oh, I just did two miles. Like, I'm not going to share that. I mean, what's the point? I feel like, eh, okay, that would be the opposite days, right? Sometimes where I'm like, okay, that was a measly two miles, but okay, well, let me just let me just humble myself and, and log it in. And, you know, and then next thing, you know, I, I would be so happy to hear back that some people would say, Oh, I felt the same way. And it's nice to hear someone else that kind of, you know, didn't feel like it was the best performance, but is acknowledging that it's something, it's something. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I just feel like it's great to bounce off of people in that sense, because you never know, like, you never know if two little miles is going to motivate someone else to do just one or two or even more. Um, and I, that's what I really love about this community on days when I don't feel very strong. I, I, I feel like I get that inspiration from others and um, I get really excited to thank them. I can, I tend to thank everybody and my, my inbox is a little out of control because I put too many stories and I respond to every message. And, <laughs> but at the same time, I like that because I, I like being very personable because I think that's been kind of my mission from the beginning, you know, from when I started, um, my Instagram was just to really, 
dive into, okay, you know what? I'm going to be late to preschool right now because I really needed to go for my four miles. And so I'm running late. Ah, you know, so, and then the relatability has been a huge factor with creating so many various friendships and, and, uh, just support. Uh, and so, and so you just never know when someone else is completely having the same day as you. It's so true. It's, it, it really does, it does kind of foster like an online running group in a sense. And you really kind of get that, that support. And you're, it is so true because it can be since easy I can't to be- run with anybody here since, since yeah, the no. pandemic and I haven't been able to run with anybody. Um, you know, my husband makes fun of me sometimes. He's like, which is that an Instagram friend? Who'd you run with? Oh my gosh, all my virtual races. And I'm like, I'm running it with my group of girlfriends. And he's like, which, which, who, like, where? I was like, the ones that are in Michigan and Canada and New Jersey. He's like, oh, oh, you're, you're Instagram girlfriends. And, uh, again, it was just like, I helped form those groups because I was like, hey, I'm going to do this virtual run. Uh, I saw that you four are doing it. Do you want to do it together? And so, like, I corral these ladies and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that you did that, Natasha. Like, let's do it. And then next thing you know, we are, we're running all together across the, the country uh, for for miles for moms or millennial runner moms, and um, and then now we're we're super close. <laughs> I love that, and I and I can see people being like, "Hey, that sort of thing isn't for me." And hey, it totally I totally get it. Right? It doesn't have to be for everybody, but what the, what it is is it does work for you. And it works for the people that you've connected with. And it seems to be a force multiplier for everybody, right? Because you're all being super positive. And through that positivity, you're affecting other people, whether they just read it or you're interacting with them, right? And then so you keep stacking it on one after another, and it can really help people. And I think that it comes through loud and clear in a lot of the interactions. And like I said, when I first brought this up, like it's inspiring to see because it it does feel like it's filled with a lot of positivity and it is a beacon for so many people. You mentioned the virtual races. Over the past month, you've been on a little race tear. I know you got a bum a bum wheel right now and we can bring that up, but you had a little nice streak going there. You were knocking out all sorts of races. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh oh my gosh. Um so I again to my surprise uh come January, February, I was reached out to by a couple mom groups that I follow. Um and I remember again being so like, "Oh, you're reaching out to me? Like little Natasha, this is so bizarre." Um they said, "Hey, you know, we'd really love for you to run this race or you know, um, uh, we noticed another group was like, Hey, I noticed you're signed up and, um, are you running it with anybody? And I was like, not yet, but just wait. So then I would corral some of my girlfriends and be like, okay, why don't we, you know, why don't we run this together? And we ended up doing like three different ones. We did like a, a coronavirus run in January. <laughs> and then, um, there was the millennial runner moms, um, it was the, I did the, I think it was the 10 K distance, um, uh, for international women's day, which was a really huge weekend for me that day. Um, and, uh, running, what was the other one? There was quite a few, but, uh, I, I, I kind of kept that momentum going because I knew I wanted to do a half marathon in 2021. 
Um, and part of that was I, um, so I'm an ambassador for bigger than the trail, which is a nonprofit, um, organization headed out of Wisconsin. And, um, they focus on providing mental health, uh, counseling and various services. Um, it, the, the segment is through trail running. Um, but they scatter across, they're across the country and they have ambassadors all over and I'm really proud to be part of that team. Um, it just really ties into my personal journey with running um, and mental health. So I, I applied, I, I, I was chosen last year, and I've been happily running and representing them. So they announced that they were going to do their half, uh, or I'm sorry, their block party, their 2021 block party, uh, which helps raise funds for, for the organization, and also promote awareness on mental health. So you had the option of signing up for anything between one mile to a hundred miles. And I thought, okay, I gave myself a goal again, me and the numbers. And <laughs> so I gave myself the goal of running a half marathon this year. And I thought I'm going to do it through them because their mission and their cause, it completely just resonates with my heart. Then in March, they announced that it would be on May 15th, which was my birthday. And I thought, how ironic is that? My very first half marathon on my birthday. And in my head, I, they hadn't announced the date. I just knew I was going to run a half marathon for them. So at first I'm thinking, oh, it'll be July or August or somewhere later. I have time to train. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be running 13.1 miles in May, which is at that point when, when the date was released, it was two months out. And I thought, I don't have a, I don't have a running coach. I only have me. I've been running for two years, but not anything with a full blown structural, you know, what you would call like a 16 week plan for a half marathon. Um, and then I, I got injured. <laughs> I got injured so many times this year. It's kind of ridiculous, but I had hurt my knee in April from all those virtual runs and, um, I was pushing my mileage really hard, really fast. And because I run trails, I do a lot of, I, there's a good amount of hills and you know, it happens. It, it just happens. And I was kind of sitting out for a little bit for a knee injury, um, which then passed. Uh, that was uh, early April, mid April, something like that. And then I was back uh, feeling pretty good by early May uh, when I had two 5k races and, PR'd those back to back. <laughs> and you were so excited. I loved seeing the excitement post race <laughs> after each of those. Yeah, it was uh, the first. It was because they were going to be the same weekend. It was Mother's Day weekend, and so I I ran the miles for moms five uh, k, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally PR'd. I, I I don't even I don't have it pulled up and all these numbers, but um, I just I just I think it was like an eight uh, forty or something pace and. Uh, then I was thinking, I have another one on Sunday. Oh, no way I'm going to, you know, and I was already having a little bit of calf issues with my left calf. It was starting. And I thought, okay, I'll rest for Saturday and I'll go and I'll just, it was another one for uh, run like a mother. And so I uh, go out there and I even told my girlfriends in advance, I was like, okay, I PR two days ago. Don't expect me to PR again. Ha ha. And then. <laughs> I don't know where it came from because I went out on a girl's night the night before and I don't know if it was all the pasta or 
the whiskey. <laughs> I don't know, but I flew through that 5K and I was just so, so, so happy. Um, I remember at the end thinking, how did I nail like an 8.34 pace just on a 5K? I've never done that before. And again, and I always take gratitude to think back about I hated running and here I am. Oh my gosh. I ran a mile in 13 minutes like years ago. Now I'm running at 8 and 34. It was just crazy. So, um, and then the half marathon came shortly after. <laughs> there you go. And I know, you, I know you're a little banged up right now and you're working through it. You, anyone who's listened to this already knows this, right? You have so much energy, so much enthusiasm, what's it like when things aren't going great, right? You're injured or whatever, and you're trying to maintain that same level, not maintain some of this, but you want to like look on the bright side of things or you want to keep the right mindset. You don't want like this one thing to like affect all the other things going on in your life. What do you do personally to try to make sure that you're in that right mental state? So you're not like focusing on the negative and just bringing the whole thing down. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, Uh, particularly when I'm out of commission, which is the case right now, Um, just to kind of backtrack um, the half marathon, I, I I did end up going through with it. It was, uh, it was virtual. So I did make my own route. I had the intention of getting it done in two and a half hours. Um, My calf at that point was already uh, hurting a little bit. And that's, um, that's kind of the, the, that's the latest injury that started to kind of happen at the early part of, of May. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take some ibuprofen. I'm just going to do this. No one's going to stop me. I'm doing this and it's my birthday. I'm getting it done. So, um, I got it done in two hours and 21 minutes, um, after some pretty hard mental, um, you know, hurdles of being, okay, I, because even in that moment, actually, I thought my first half marathon was supposed to be with people. It was supposed to be in a traditional race setting. Um, and that was robbed from me <laughs> by, a, you know, it's just, it, it just wasn't an option. So I thought, I already knew in that moment, this is going to be hard. How am I going to prevent my brain from going to a negative place to think, okay, um, I have to do this on my own. Uh and so I thought about, I thought about various, just, I just thought about women and people who are, are having those same thoughts. How do I even get started? You know? And I, I always think back about the beginning. I thought, I always think back about, I'm never going to be able to do a half marathon. And then in that moment, I thought, okay, I'm running, I'm going to choose to run this by myself, just on some roads. Uh, and my husband and kids are going to meet me at a finish line that I'm drafting up 13 miles later. And I, I, I knew it was going to be painful. So to get myself out of that mindset, I just kept thinking, think about how far you got. Think about how you used to talk yourself down all the time in 2017, 2018, when you thought there's nothing I can do for myself right now. It's, it's just, I just need to get by. I just, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. And just a little bit of self attack. And so I I just reflect back and think, you know what, I've gotten this far 
And this is something that even though I think, oh, people run half marathons all the time, no big deal. I thought, well, you know what? It is because there's another Sally down the street who's thinking about doing a half marathon, who just hasn't had that push or encouragement or self-belief that she can do it. And so I'm going to do it. And 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 I will find that person that is that, that that's on my feed that shows up saying I'm, I'm still I'm still debating. I'm still debating, you know, uh, then I'll give her that push. I will tell her she can do it. You know, I just so. um So the half marathon got done. I'm currently injured. My left leg is hurting. I can walk, but I can't run on it. I can straight train. So I have that going. So what I decided um, what, what I basically try to do is I take some time out of my day early in the morning because a lot of it stems from if I don't get time to myself. Um, right now running was always my me time. It's my time to, to, to clear my brain, to give myself some space. And since I can't really do that and the day takes off like crazy right now and, and, um, with the kids, they see me home and as much as I also love spending time with them, uh, it's harder to get that time. So I get up an hour before everyone else right now. And since I can't run like I would normally try to do on the treadmill, I stretch I um, or I journal. Um, and I just sit also with a cup of coffee by a little light and I just think and just Thank gratitude. I think I just take some time to reflect where the journey started and where it's going, knowing that it's it can be a long term, that running can be long term. And actually, as of two days ago, I decided to um, not focus on my thousand mile goal, because since I always have these numbers, um, I found that at that point it was stressing me out. So when you asked me earlier if the 800 miles last year, did that feel like extra work at the time? No, you know, it was, I was just in delirium of the pandemic. I was like, I'm going crazy. I need to run. I'm going to make this happen. This year has been a different adjustment. Now going into my third year of running where I'm realizing, you know what? I am hooked on this sport. I, I need it. I, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like a better person, a better woman, a better wife and mother. Um, and and it, it gives me a sense of connecting with others because seeing myself and the progress I've done, I want that for others. And I'm not a coach or anything. I just genuinely love to give back. My my past is, in fact, in fundraising and nonprofit organizations for almost a decade. So I think I have that philanthropic bone inside my body where seeing others thrive and succeed. Gosh, it makes me so, so happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Last thing before we get going. Um, do you have any in-person races on the calendar for 2021? I I would like to do the Portland Half Marathon in October, um, since I'm 20 minutes from Portland, Oregon. And it is in person at this point. Um, so I do have that on the radar. And I'm hoping I'll be able to participate. I'm like I said, I'm on the mend right now, but uh, it's looking promising. There's no fracture because I <laughs> I verified that this week. Uh, but that would be my goal. Absolutely. I ha- I would love to have an in-person sometime this year. 
So. <laughs> Natasha, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It's so greatly appreciated. We did talk about you sharing all this stuff on Instagram and create and helping, you know, be part of this, this, uh, this energetic community. If someone does want to follow you over on IG, what's your handle? Uh, running Frenchapino. Running Frenchapino because you're half French, half Filipino. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Frenchapino. It sounds like a really cool drink at Starbucks. That's like, what I'm it started get the- <laughs> in high school. That's, they, they, yeah, they would always call me Frenchapino and uh, everybody would say, that sounds like a Frappuccino. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Natasha, thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, such a pleasure. This was so much fun. Also, thank you, the listeners. So I just so appreciative of all the time that you spend over here on the show. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to everyone who responded to my latest Mastering 40 episode. Wasn't sure quite what to do with that one. Um, ultimately did the solo episode with um, just a, a review of everything that's been happening. Um, again, if you don't want to listen to that one or you have listened to it yet, hey, I totally understand. But it's got so much feedback on that one. And uh, it really blew me away. So thank you to everybody who commented or sent me a note and all of that. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad it resonated with so many people. Um, You know, here's the thing. You got to learn from your mistakes. You got to learn from the things that you're, uh, you know, instead of regretting what you've done in the past, learn from it, right? Because if you learn from it, you're not going to regret it. At least certainly not going to regret it as much. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm really, really going to work hard at doing that because sometimes I just keep banging my head against a wall instead of learning from the mistake. And that's what I'm trying to do. So hopefully that episode and the things that I talk about in the episode are our path forward. I'm really excited to do that. Uh, so, hey, again, thank you to everyone who commented on it. Sent me a note. I am so appreciative. Have a wonderful day and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.